0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome back to the pod. It has been far too long, but we got a lot to talk about, a lot to celebrate, a lot to discuss, and I certainly couldn't do it alone. So I am so excited to be joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick and co-host, Tom. Tom, how you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, I'm good, and I don't think I'm the Tom that the listeners might have been expecting, because uh, your typical co-host is just just got so much on his to-do list that he couldn't make time to record a podcast. But I'm doing well, and I do have time, even though I do have well, a lengthy to-do list. I was just looking at.
0: Well, you know what? You know, I don't want to confuse the toms here, but I'm glad we got at least one of you to help get me through. But that's not that's not all, though. We do have an extra special guest—a welcome for the very first time on the pod. Chadvertising himself is here to let us just get to know him a little bit. Chad, welcome.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the pod, Logan. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller. So excited to be here with you and uh, the other Tom as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to be talking not only fantasy, but a little Vampire League today too. So
0: I guess the question is, is when you say long time, first time, that's not a lie, And my question is, why over the past couple of years would you listen to this pointless (laughs) rambling for no reason whatsoever?
2: (laughs) Well, I was genuinely curious to hear uh, that you had a podcast the first time we met. Um, And so I checked it out just out of curiosity, just pure curiosity the first time. And I actually enjoyed it because it was funny to hear you and Baker banter over um, a fantasy football league. And it reminded me of The League, uh, which was a big favorite show of mine in the past. So I was excited to... uh, to kind of hear that you guys actually had a podcast going and some of the shit talking. There's a little too much Packer talk in my opinion, but um, we oh, can work sorry. on that today and see how it goes.
0: Thanks. Tom. Well, Hey, listen, I'm outnumbered today. So the ball is in your court in terms of what's on the agenda here. So I guess, you know, as you, as you join the vampire league, what has the, uh, I guess the first question is, Based on what you knew of everyone from listening to the pod, now that you're kind of on the Slack and, you know, in the Vampire League, does it check out? Does it feel right? What's a little different than what you expected?
2: Yeah, the Slack was, uh, it was a harrowing journey right away. There were so many nicknames and different <laughs> names to learn and different, uh, the bup-bups, of course, from Tom Moran. I just slowly learning Slack and never used it for work. So that was all new. It was a whole new world for me, but I would say everything checks out. Um, Logan's definitely a good promoter of the pod, but, you know, I'd love to see more listeners on there. Um, Seems like Jackie wasn't even uh, an avid listener recently, but I think, I think everything checks out. I mean, as far as I understand um, politics is definitely the most active, but I imagine that's just because of timing. And then um, as far as I know, Joran is Joner, uh, which I would love an explanation for that too, but I'm on board
1: um well Chad, i have a a follow-on question for you um based on what you've observed thus far uh and you saying that you were a fan of the league any any character matches you would be daring enough to make uh between the people in this league and the slack and the show the league anyone who seems like they they fit one character or another
2: that's a great question let me see. I feel like
1: Logan's got to be
2: Kevin. Um mm-hmm. just based on being the the kind of leader of the league and definitely the promoter of the league. Um I feel
1: like that one's the pretty the most obvious one to me right away. Anyone maybe like a Ruxin or an Andre comes to mind. <laughs>
2: Oh man, that's really tough. I I feel like I'm making fun of somebody if I call somebody an Andre, so I'm not going to do that on my first time on the pod, make some enemies. Um for Ruxin, I feel like I feel like Baker sometimes uh <laughs> gets a little more aggressive on the pod which I love. Um you can see he gets fired up about it. So maybe maybe yeah. a Ruxin comparison there. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Um I'll give that. Give that one. Um Joran by the way is Andre. He's full stop. He is on. Is there an explanation for
2: that Joran versus Joner the um, uh, Slack I channel, think... or is that just a mistake that became no, a, a long running joke?
1: Joner boner, like you know, it's pretty. Oh, yeah. got it. it even it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah, because Joran's won the league twice, um, but Logan inscribed Joner on the trophy uh, instead of Joran. Oh. <laughs> so, that was that mm.
0: yeah so basically the 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 jonah thing also is just because it's annoying to him At the end of the day that's really what it comes down to yeah. and so this yep. is just a constant way to poke at him if uh if nothing else which i think we all agree that he he deserves
1: yeah um and just from a you know additional outsider perspective um this was after TJ had only been stateside for maybe, like, a year. And we were out um, on a ski trip for Goon's birthday. And TJ asked while we were in the car, like, is Jordan, like, okay with all the stuff Logan says about him? Because he's, like, he's kind of mean. Um, and we were like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's all in good fun. Uh, but then we had a moment of reflection and then just decided he was fine, that Joran was going to be okay. And so we continue to mistreat him. I'm glad you guys thought about it, though. You really
2: made yeah. sure to make the effort.
1: I mean, the are we doing the
2: right thing? Yes or no? I yeah. think it's great
1: that you guys are taking some time for reflection. The unexamined bullying is not worth bullying.
0: So it's, it's always good to... It's always and good I'll be honest, pause. I don't really feel that I give it more to Joran than... Well, I probably give a little bit more to Joan than most, but I don't think it's like disproportionate.
1: No, you've right? been much more fair and balanced recently.
0: You know, that's my Fox News that's just rubbing off on me. Yeah,
1: balanced reporting. Um,
0: so, you know, we look think, look at the Vampire League. Uh, obviously, Chad, it was a bit of a lot. Well, first of all, time out. Congratulations, Bud. Hey, thanks, if, man. If, if if anyone like we're we're talking to. Chad, right now, while he is on his COVID-style makeshift honeymoon, after the big wedding in, what, September was it, right? September 6th. Yes, I remember. It was a lovely, lovely Zoom session. Um, one of the best Zoom happy hours I've been on this since COVID started. And so... Um, What's the uh so you're taking what, like a six month long honeymoon it seems like?
2: <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes. We're out here for probably two months and then eventually we'll make our trek back in the Subaru back to snowy Minnesota.
0: I won't uh I won't rush it, but congrats to both you and Megan. Very happy for uh for you guys and look forward to celebrating with you at some point when it's all safe and, uh, and we can do that. So congrats again, bud.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Uh, um, on to vampire. So you show up out of the blue, PJ doesn't know who you are. That's correct. And you just dominate the league pretty much.
2: Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, started off really hot, ended up going on a tear for six weeks, um, ended up winning a few of them and, uh, just lost, uh, this last week, unfortunately, and almost lost to the Vampire this time in terms of my score with some injuries, but I think I've still got a pretty good season put together, and it's 7-2. I'm tied or in first, so feeling good about the season so far.
0: So the question is, and I'll, I'll, I'll turn to you, Tom, as we look at the Vampire League. We only got a couple weeks left in the regular season. The Vampire has scraped together a couple wins. The question becomes... Is there enough time left for the Vampires to sneak into the playoffs? Do you see a couple more wins possible here? Or is this grand experiment going to uh, fall flat, at least for year one?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, The Vampires, what,
1: like 2-7 and right now? I think so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, you got to win out to make it. I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I am delightfully surprised at how... Like, good the Vampires team has become, um, literally just built off of the waiver wire. I think it might be unique to this year a little bit, um, given that there's been so many injuries. Like, I, I, don't, I haven't looked at any formal analysis on this, but it seems like the star players have gotten hurt far more often. And when that happens, it just means that, like, it's kind of a crapshoot as who picks up the workload on uh, different teams um so having a roster full of backups is advantageous in that circumstance but uh yeah i think i don't know i i think i envisioned like the vampire being more successful early on which probably doesn't make any sense um you need to take time for these injuries to accrue but uh, i would say it's a little little below expectations but seeing the vampire get wins and like actually getting destroyed by the vampire and thinking DK Metcalf was leaving my team and I think the vampire concept and like the regular league could be kind of funny just cause like you could suddenly one week just like lose your beloved keeper. Um, like imagine someone just taking Lamar Jackson from you, e. Logan. It's. Oh, there'd be, there'd be fists. I would, I would love to see it happen. So <laughs> um, that's yeah. I think that it's nice to see that the concept is working out, that the vampire's not
0: just getting trashed. So I guess, how do we, in your mind or ch- and Chad as well, set up a scenario here where the vampire is able to hit the ground running a little, a little quicker? Mm. Is there, is it as simple as one of our, and I love how this just became like nomenclature, like right, right away, like the full moon, like we just start with one. Just open the door to give them the the ramp to to run if we want to do this again, or is that potentially too risky to getting the ball rolling i don't I'm trying to i, I, I to me the perfect scenario is that I'd like to see the vampire in the playoffs just yeah. for the disruption yeah. you know, and maybe it's just not going to happen it's not going to happen every year one year, certainly you can't judge but if in the end, all the Vampire serves as for the entire year is to, frankly, like, as Chad witnessed this year, just to screw over the top team. Like, that doesn't exactly seem to me, like, the most effective, like, method for a league. Right? No. So, I don't know how we get yeah. there.
2: Yeah, the full moon is interesting. And as somebody who got, got the bite of it, uh, definitely did not enjoy it, losing Derek Henry, but... I think it's interesting to have the full moon concept included. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if there are ways we can tweak it a little bit so that it's, it's more interesting, but without stacking it too far in their favor.
1: Yeah. I'd say, I think if we do the vampire for a second year, I say we, we try more aggressive measures to get the vampire rolling simply because I think we saw this year, everyone was really concerned about the vampire being too strong and, potentially we're afraid to put in anything that might give the vampire a leg up um, yeah. or a tooth up, I could say. Hey. And Hey, uh, we should err on the side of get, maybe it's too much in the favor of the vampire just to see how that plays out. I think it'd be interesting. Uh, Cause really my dream is the vampire just has this like super team. Uh, like they sneak into the playoffs 500, but they have like the best seven players in the
0: league. Um, that would just be a fun dynamic to watch so in your in your mind then is the i know you've been pushing for the vampire in the regular like the other league as well as like a component in your mind if the vampire steals a keeper are they is the vampire eligible to keep them the following year when they're not a keeper mm. or or do they just become a free agent and then go back into the uh into the pot.
1: Ooh, yeah. I think
0: I personally think we need at least another
1: year of testing the vampire league before we do that. But I like the vampire. Oh, that's a tough one. I think that needs more debate. I like them being able to keep the keeper, but it runs a risk of like you you don't want to overly incentivize becoming the vampire because then people will just like tank on purpose to get last place and be the vampire because then they've got like an outside chance at creating a super team for two years well that's the, the thing
0: if your your goal then the vampire isn't to win the league it's to try if nothing else to pick off the best keepers for the following year
1: yeah but then you know
0: we, we'd have to be more restrictive like
1: the full moon would only be like one week and other stuff like that and it'd be much more like we'd have to have more definition around who the vampire can take, so it's just, it's just arbitrary decisions like the vampire league this year. But that's fair.
0: Subject to debate. So who's the um you know Chad? As you look at it, who's gonna who's gonna win the uh, the vampire league here? Let's get your your opinions and in your area of expertise here. Let's get you on <laughs> record with something.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I gotta start strong and say that I think I am the most likely currently to win the league just based on some of the scores and and some of the run-ups I've had besides this week, this past week. Um, Jake also looks really good. I've never met him in person, but he's got a great team this year in Vampire League. And then TJ was actually leading up until two, three weeks ago. Um, so I would say any of those three, it's fair game. And I, similar to Tom, I don't think that the Vampire is going to make the playoffs this year, unfortunately.
0: Well, we will, we will find out for sure over the next couple weeks. Um, there's not much left in the regular season in either league, in fact. And so as we look to uh, the elite fantasy football league, um, one team in particular is really starting to run away with it and kind um, of uh, show his dominance in the league, both in terms of a week-in-a-week-out performance and overall record. I'm, of course, referring to the Shield, currently sitting at 7-2, and two. Um, on top of the league and, and really not really seeing anyone particularly close to them in terms of overall performance. Um, as you look at it, Tom, in your expertise in the league as the uh, executive vice president and chief historian or whatever I title you got hey. there. Um, what's uh what say you about the current state of elite fantasy football as we head down the stretch here, we got the trade deadline and, might be even next week, I think. And then we got the playoffs coming up uh, right around the corner. So what are, we, uh, what are we looking at? I know you posted some stuff today that Patrick didn't understand. Um, help <laughs> us understand what it is. Yeah, sure.
1: Um, so I'll explain the metrics, and then I'll explain the, my take on the league right now. Um, really, the only thing I added was that points share, which – All that is, is because we've changed the rules in terms of scoring, PPR, rosters, you know, suddenly there's no kickers this year. Like looking at total points year over year is like not a good way to compare how good any teams are because the total number of like the the cap can change. So the point share is essentially in a given week, there's a certain number of points scored, let's say like 1300 points um and what that looks at is how many of those points did you score so it's kind of your how much better how much did you do relative to like the league as a whole um and the reason i added is it's a little bit more continuous of like a measure than play all wins which like kyle and ashley are like less than one point away from each other this week but according to the week, like Ashley was the best team and Kyle was the second best team, like, which is true on paper, but there's not a lot of distance between them. So the points share just simply gives them very, very similar score because they had very, very similar scores. It normalizes it a little bit um, versus the matchup kind of, you know, all or nothing type feel that you get with play all. So that's the reason I added that. It's uh, in a cursory look on a three-hour team strategy call I had this afternoon. I um <laughs> didn't see much difference between how well that versus play all wins predicted champions. Um but it was pretty good. Uh but in terms of our league this year, so that's that and then play all metrics, as you know, is just basically how many teams did you outscore that week? Um best you can do is eleven, the worst you can do is zero. Uh so with that in mind, uh, our league right now—I've I've been trying to hint at this for a few weeks—but really, we know for sure who the bad teams are. It's Patrick, Jake, and Keeler. Um, their teams are just all struggling. Uh, they have very few play all wins. They are three and six and two and seven. Um, so you know, as we approach a trade deadline, I think those teams are are mostly trying to sell maybe get some draft picks, maybe get some good keepers. Um, so, but, you know, they don't have a ton to offer, but they have something. Um, they all have some talented players on their roster that people might be willing to give something up for, uh, which gives them a lot of bargaining power because there's more buyers in theory. Uh, and then, really, I don't. you know, Logan, I know you've been trying to say you're the best team for a while, but it's a crowded field at the top. <laughs> um, your team really doesn't like, I don't think any one team scares me that much. Your team is consistent, similar to Joran's team. Uh, you both have good teams, but like, I don't know, this just doesn't seem like you're going to get blown out of the water. It's not like 2018 Baker. Um, but needless to say, when you have seven wins, you're basically guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. And then similarly, Joran and I are in really good position. Uh, I'd say Jordan probably has a better team than me. Um, but being six and three, it's a stage, like, really, you need to win one more game, and you're probably in. Uh, outside of that, actually, has looked really strong, uh, thanks to Mr. Dalvin Cook. Um,
0: well, this... and let's not forget, though, truth, like, to me, this, she's the scariest team in the league. Yeah. Just if, because Dalvin Cook, if he's just going to get 200 yards and two touchdowns every game, to the rest of the season. And then let's not forget Devontae Adams, who's going to get 200 yards and two touchdowns every game for the rest of the season, as yeah. well, apparently. That as long as those two are playing, I i don't know when she loses, truthfully. That's the, that's the team that stands out to me, for sure, as yeah. potential
1: to go on a real run. Yeah, she's definitely the scariest team. I'm glad I already played her um, at this stage. But so I would say of, of the teams that have five or fewer wins, Ashley, I'll be shocked if she doesn't make the playoffs. Um, she would just have to get really bad luck with injuries or like losing a high scoring game, but she's very likely going to make it in. Um, and then after that, it's, you know, Baker's got a lot of play all wins, but he's four and five. Like he needs to, you know, get, get some wins here. Um, I think he, his team is, you know, potentially going to surge a little bit late in the year with Michael Thomas coming back, but I don't think Drew Brees can throw the ball more than like 15 yards. So maybe not, I don't know. Um, but Baker is on the bubble for sure. Just due to his record. Goon, I I think he's going to be out. Um, he's not been looking that good, uh, which is weird because Patrick Mahomes has looked incredible. Um, but then you've got Kyle and TJ also in the bubble, which I think is a nice little story. Those two. Uh, TJ, I feel like, hasn't been in the playoffs in ages. Um, so it'd be cool to see him make it in.
0: He's got a, he's got a pretty solid team there. Well, speaking of, speaking of TJ, we do have a voice message from an anonymous listener who did uh, phone in to talk a little bit about this team. So let's take a look and then um, obviously let's get everyone's reaction to that here. There we go. So David Dennison has some thoughts <laughs> on the the um the lack of respect for Kelsey-U later. Obviously I don't now listen. I I got nothing. I I I'm just happy that we have listeners who are calling in and sharing their opinions. The love of TJ's team though is interesting to me. Early was... on in the year I thought they were pretty solid, but I, I, are they really that much better than some of the other teams that they're comparing themselves to on this list here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Marginally. I mean, he's got upward potential. He's got Derrick Henry
1: who, you know, got some power to go off during the week. But Missed no, that Chad, game. What if, have what if you, yeah. Chad, what's your perspective on this?
2: I mean, that was definitely giving me some very, very saw movie vibes. Um, it definitely <laughs> sounded like I want to play a little game. Uh, from what I heard of it, You're it definitely all right. sounds like <laughs> it. Definitely gave me saw vibes. Um, but I, you know, I think he brings up some good points as someone who's not in the league myself as well. Um, I think you got to give respect to each team, especially the ones right in the middle, because one of them is going to end up taking that you know fourth or fifth spot and screwing over one of the top teams. So definitely got to give some respect to those
1: middle of the road guys, like you were talking about, Moran. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I were to name a playoffs at this point, Logan, I would say you, Joran, as the two buys, Um, me, Ashley, uh, and I'm going to say Kyle and, ooh, I don't know, I think Kyle's going to screw it up somehow. I'm going to say TJ and Baker. Um, I think Baker will, will hang around and somehow find a way in.
0: You know, it's interesting though that you put yourself in there because we have another voicemail from a different caller who takes some umbrage with that analysis that uh, your team is all that great. Let's take a listen to what they have to say. Uh, Roll two. So there we go. Shots fired against the mood elevator and perfect to have you here with us to, yeah. to react to John Barron of Bismarck, North Dakota <laughs> as, um, as the string of uh, Donald Trump's uh comes raining into the pod here. Um, what say you, Mr. Mood Elevator and your terrible manager skills?
1: Mm, I mean, I'm, it's
0: hard to argue with it because I have, I think, left,
1: one to two wins on my bench um, this year. Uh, Chase Claypool scored four touchdowns while on my bench. Um, Justin Jefferson had like a breakout game on my bench. Uh, Every time Matt Ryan does well, he's on my bench. So I'm not going to argue with it, um, but my only counter is that if George Kittle comes back from injured reserve, um, you know, that my team might be good. Uh-uh. And if Kenyon Drake keeps getting hurt or keeps underperforming, then Chase Ed- Edmonds is going to scoop up those points. So, I mean, Goon was like a bad team last year for most of the year. Like he had the fewest play all wins and then he ended up winning the championship. So just because someone's kind of sputtering along doesn't mean that they're not dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is get in. Every year, it seems to be that. Yep. Uh, the Rarely does it seem like the favorite actually wins, come no, to think of it. No, um, the, And how this works.
1: The top team in play all wins. Uh, of the seven years where we have data on it, the top team in play all wins has only won two times out of seven years.
0: Well, there we go. All you need to know right there. Um, all right. Well, while we got the, the three of us here, let's look ahead to week 10 um, in the... Uh, elite league here Um, let's get some predictions on the on the on the record here and we'll uh, we'll see how we uh, come up so we got uh, first game um, the first place overall shield uh, led by yours truly takes on the uh, the woeful swamp creatures Um, the swamp apparently is not going to be drained in the second term but can um, can the Swamp overcome the shield this weekend? What say you, Moran? Uh,
1: I'm going to go with the Swamp in an upset. I think his team's been playing a little bit better. Uh, he nearly beat Jackie. Um, Drew Brees has his mojo back. And, you know, Patrick just has himself a job now for six years. Tina Smith got elected to the Senate. You're welcome. Um, and I think, he, you know, he's got to ride that wave of, of positive news with a fantasy win. Chad, what do you got?
2: I'm going to instill some goodwill and stick with the commissioner on this one.
0: That's the right answer, obviously. Thank you, sir. Um, the uh, the number two overall seed in Joran and the Kraken Corps uh, take on the struggling but defending champ, God of um, Who do we Who do we got this week, starting with you, Chad? Ooh, I'm going to stick with God of Thielen. Um, that team name is
2: actually really dangerous in one of my other friends' leagues. Uh, for some reason, they're good every year, and they've had Thielen every year, so I think there's some correlation there, and I'm going to go with the Thielen team.
0: That is definitely correlation equaling causation, without a doubt. So, uh, Moran, who do you got?
1: Uh, um, I mean, Thielen's a good keeper, I guess, but... Uh, and I'll, I'll say I was wrong and telling Goon he should have kept Kenny and Drake. I was totally wrong. Uh, that's why I'm a bad manager, according to that guy out in North Dakota. Um, I'm going to go with Joran, though. He, his team just keeps winning uh, no matter what. And coupled with your loss, Joran's going to be like, I'm the best team now, and you're going to get really
0: annoyed by it. That'll definitely happen. Um, moving on to the battle of two, five, and four teams. I don't want to say this is an elimination game, but this is really going to set up a battle to see who um, who could potentially sneak into that fifth or sixth seed team here. We got the Flying Kites of Kyle taking on a team we didn't really talk about this week much, Jack of all trades, who gets uh, Christian McCaffrey back for one week gets a big win and now apparently he's hurt again so she's up against <laughs> it once again but uh who do we got going on right now here Moran
1: uh, I'm gonna give it to Kyle um though I did just pick him to not make the playoffs um Jackie's the the least dangerous five and four team according to the statistics so stats don't lie I'd take, um,
2: take Umbers with that. I'm gonna go with Jackie. She's a huge survivor fan, and I think she just she knows how
0: to dig deep and she's gonna pull out the win this week. I mean, you really can't argue with any of your logic you're using here, Chad. We need you <laughs> more often to really break this down. Um see you later in the other two five and four teams. Uh TJ, who has apparently a fan in New York, um, taking on the Red Hat and um unbeatable right now on uh, Miracles. Um, I'm not sure how TJ overcomes the uh, Devontae and Delvin matchup here, but uh, what's the you, Chad?
2: I'm going to go with the vampire in this one. That's an easy call for me.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Devontae Adams is probably going to have a big game against the woeful Jaguars, but I mean, the Vikings are going to Chicago where despite zero fans, Um, they're still going to somehow get intimidated and like screw up and Delvin Cook probably won't have a good game, but maybe, maybe this is, you know, it's 2020, all the rules are off. So I'm going to go with Ashley as well. That person in New York's an idiot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, Tom Moran, we take on, uh, Well, we'll we'll do you last because this, uh, we got a, a game that really, this is, this is the equivalent of Jets versus Patriots from last night. Here we got the uh, the crusty at two and seven taking on last man standing at three and six. Um, whatever, who, who, who's winning? Moran. Uh,
1: Keeler. Jake's team sucks. Uh, and side note, by the way, if you'd have told me at the beginning of any NFL season for the last two decades that the Vikings would have the same record as the Patriots after eight weeks, I'd be thrilled. But apparently this was not the year to do that because they're both three and five.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I, it really keeps me up at night with <laughs> the way both those teams are performing I'm struggling so much. Yeah. Chad, who you got uh, Jake or Keeler?
2: I'm going to abstain. I know nothing about this one.
0: And um, you know what? That's my right. Oh.
1: Yeah. That's, That's a boy,
0: weak Chad. answer. <laughs> you both un- un- Unacceptable. This is why you're not on the pod now. <laughs> All right, and then, and I would argue, probably, I would argue the most important and interesting matchup of the week here. We have the mood elevator at six and three, looking to cement his spot in the playoffs, taking on uh, Kanye's new workout clan. Um, Kanye, thank, thank you for graciously conceding your defeat in the election last week. Um, and that means uh, that you know the the peaceful transition of power is important. And I'm glad Mr. West understands that. But um, Baker here, honestly, I don't want to say playing for his playoff life, but with the five and fourteen, someone two teams that are going to be moving to six and four, it's going to be real tough if uh, if Baker loses this game here. So, looking at the uh, the matchup. Uh, Moran, I'll, let, I'll leave it to you first to analyze your own game. This this is a big one for me here. Who do you got?
1: I, I want to pick myself just out of confidence, but I looked at my lineup today and like Tyreek Hill's on a bye, which is bad for me. Um, so I'm going to pick myself just because that's what I want to happen, not what I think is going to happen. But yeah, I mean, this this is like what this feels like is it reminds me of and, like you know you're playing a good team in football and if you like you're up on them by two scores and if you get a fourth down stop like that's it you buried them and then like you can tell they're probably just gonna get it and then they do get it and you're like ah shit that we could have put them away right there um and then that like horrible feeling of like them coming back and beating you might happen so that's a unique feeling as a vikings fan but i don't know, I probably <laughs> know that too
2: yeah i hear you um I mean, after that vote of confidence for Tom's team, I'm going to go with (laughs) – I'm going to see Kanye's uh, losing streak end here, and I'm going to pick
0: Baker on this one. No, finish him. Wow. Yeah, this one I'm going to be – I was in addition to watching my own game, that's going to be the one that I'm most most interested in. And if, Moran, if you win, and next week I ask Baker to jump on the pod and he says he's busy again – I'm just going to assume that he's just avoiding talking about fantasy football at that point. Yeah, Like that's the
1: only real explanation. All right, then I will here. come on to gloat and just talk about how the dynasty is over and how we blew it with
0: that, only one change. You know, as as you're right. Listen, uh plug out to everyone like looking for guests. I obviously just like to sit around and talk. And so um please uh if you're interested in jumping on next week Thank you to uh, both John Barron and David Dennison for leaving us uh, voicemails this week. Um, that was not at all weird or creepy and was definitely appreciated. So I, uh, I look forward to more of them and sharing them with the crew. Any parting thoughts from you, Chad? No, I'm
2: just happy to be here. It's been a great first experience on the pod um, and looking forward to joining for later ones to give a more in-depth analysis of the playoffs for the Vampire League, hopefully later on.
1: Absolutely, Mister Moran. The mood elevator. What do we got? It's going to be a fun final four weeks, uh, seeing the playoff race shake out. I hope we get some week thirteen drama like last time. So, here's for chaos,
0: which everyone knows I'm a fan of by now. Except for in our. There we go. And then, yeah, we got enough of that going on. Speaking of chaos in our democracy, um, Kyle posted the link for donating to try to save the world. Um If you're able to, I encourage everyone to uh yes. to do that <laughs> um if you're not able to and would like to phone bank with me at any of the dates uh that uh, I like to, I think it would be a lot of fun and I promise you it's not as miserable if you haven't done it before It's not as miserable as it sounds it's only slightly miserable, but in the end it's uh it's 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 not all not all terrible so if you're at all interested in doing that, let me know. And maybe we can coordinate doing it, uh, doing it at the same time. I it might be kind of fun that way. I have a question so, on that. Yeah. Uh, can you? Do you get the ability
1: to like personal customize the messages at all, or do you have to like say the generic same thing to like a
0: thousand people? No, you you customize it. Like, there's usually like general like bulleted like talking points and scripts of. Hey, you know, I'm interested in this, and then they say, just if you're going to talk about climate change with someone here are the general few things to keep in mind about what so-and-so believes and wants and things like that. And don't just go, don't say like, Hey, we're for the green new deal. If you're just not right, those type of things. So they kind of help you, but it's not like super robotic. Okay. And the truth is at this point, 90% of the calls are going to be to lists that they've already curated. And it's going to be making sure people know where to vote, when to vote, how to request their absentee or their mail-in ballot, the rules for that and how to get all that done. So they just logistics of turning out the vote at this point, because honestly for the situation in Georgia, it's going to be 100% just based on not losing anyone along the way who wanted to vote, but they couldn't figure out how or didn't have a means to do it. That's really what the, the name of the game will be at this point. Good to know. So, It'll be pretty boring basically telling people where the polling places are and uh, telling them what websites to go to and helping them request a ballot. But in the end, if they win, then it's worth it. And if, it, and if they lose, it's still worth it.
1: Saving so. the world is, doesn't always have to be glamorous.
0: No, sometimes it really has to suck. Um, but anyway, sorry, I digress. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for for jumping on. Um, as always, thank you to the guests for joining us here. Um, and thank you to Joe Biden. Honestly. Not not everyone's favorite uh, favorite cup of tea, but uh I think most people, at least the ones that are listening to this, have gotta feel pretty good about that right now. So thank you, uh thank you, uh Sleepy Joe. Go, yep.
1: you should have like played, uh, played whatever you like by TI. <laughs> you can get whatever you like because I, for like a legit like few months, thought that he was saying, Want Joe Biden, need Joe Biden, like, <laughs> Joe Body, your body. Best. And that's why TJ posted that in the slack because I would be like oh. drunk. Um, be like, What need Joe Biden? He's like, That's not what it is. Uh,
2: <laughs>